0: You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3.
1: Well, we serve a God from Genesis to Revelation who says, I am making everything new. So if we're feeling stuck with old habits and hang-ups, how do we receive that newness of life in this new year? That's what we're talking about with Marty Wibbles, licensed mental health counselor who joins us regularly. And we're so glad for the first time in 2024 Woo-hoo! that you're here, Marty. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, great to be here. <laughs> well,
0: we're talking about uh, being new, but we're also talking about Things that keep us stuck, Marty, and mm-hmm. I think the only thing new that I, you know, I got a new pain in my back somehow, or I got. A, <laughs> we, we don't think of newness as being uh, creative. Sometimes we get stuck in what we, uh, how we live, don't we?
2: We do, and we totally ignore all the beautiful new things God is telling us. Like He says, "I will make all things new." Um. This is a day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So how do we actually live what we say instead of living a lie? Because we're living a lie if we don't live new lives.
1: Huh. So the things that can sometimes keep us stuck
2: are things like our thoughts, right? Yeah, like our thoughts. Like mm-hmm. we, we say, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Or whatever has our mind has has us. One thing in our thoughts that can keep us stuck is actually believing we can keep new year's resolutions that's a total <laughs> joke right that's why we're laughing
0: it's so true yeah in
2: yeah. ephesians 4 it says you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires ephesians 4 22 so we got we need to realize our old self is not getting better Mm. it's getting worse Mm. so when we go on this crash self-improvement course we will crash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that goes to uh, the, the second point here, and that's our focus. You know, our, our thoughts are one thing, but what we focus our minds on, that that's also something that can struggle. we struggle with.
2: Yes. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 12, we don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog. It's a good verse for this morning. It was foggy on our way in, <laughs> peering through a mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then, see it all as clearly as God sees us, knowing Him directly, just as He knows us. So the the thing we need to do is keep shifting our focus to Him. Glance at the problems, gaze at God. Glance Mm -hmm. at our
1: circumstances, at other people, gaze at God. Mm. So our thoughts, our focus, but even something more foundational, like our hearts can keep us in a wrong way of thinking.
2: Yeah, with our hearts, we can believe absolute lies. Hmm. Um, And Ezekiel talks about that. He says that um, God's people will throw out all the rotten images and obscene idols. I'll give you a new heart, it says in Ezekiel Ezekiel 11, 18 through 20. I'll put a new spirit in you. So instead of trying to fix the old stuff, patching it together— doing the same thing over and over again and failing. We need to say, God, I trust you for this new heart, new way, new idea that you've given me.
0: We've been given a choice, though. We we can make different choices as we go through our day. One can be helpful, one can be harmful, or one might not really have much of a consequence. But these choices that we make, they kind of, you know, if we're talking about getting stuck, sometimes we get stuck in which is what's right what's wrong the choices can be difficult can't they
2: they can it's kind of like taking the wrong turn <laughs> um how far out of your original path can you get if mm-hmm. you keep taking one little wrong turn after another so it's looking to the lord and saying god in james you tell me if i lack wisdom i can ask you so i am and then guess what we do wait for his answer
0: Mm. You know, the wrong turn thing is funny because one wrong turn and it won't take too, it won't take too much time to get back on that right path to get back to where you need to be. It's just a, a right turn, basically. But if you make a series of those wrong turns, like you said... You're in the weeds so deep, you don't know where you're at anymore sometimes.
2: Right. And sometimes we're so stubborn. I remember um, the late Dr. (laughs) Henry Brandt saying he turned onto a wrong highway outside of Chicago and his wife pointed it out, but he didn't want it to be pointed out. So he barreled ahead for miles and miles and (laughs) miles till he was very far away from the original destination. And so we need to soften our hearts before God and say, I think I'm going the wrong direction, God help me listen.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't relate to that example at
1: all. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you. uh, by the way, Marty always is so helpful to provide some notes on what we're talking about. and She's done that once again. When you text healing, we'll send that directly to you. The number is 561-737-6035. I was looking at the notes, Marty, and the next verse you put here, I wonder if you want to read that and then share why, why was this your next thought here? Do you mean the one from Ezekiel? From Hebrews, actually, where it says, um, ah. yeah, that basically he's the God who never changes.
2: Yes, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. Have you noticed you might have a really close friendship where you feel like this friend gets me. This friend will always be a friend. And then for whatever reason, the friendship falls apart. And instead of being devastated, we need to tell ourselves... Like the old hymn, friends may fail me, foes assail me, he, my savior, makes me whole. What a friend we have in Jesus. So we go to the source of life in t- instead of to the people involved in our life. And yet we still need to be wise with the people and kind and doing our part in showing Christ's love.
0: I think it's interesting that we're talking about a new you for a new year, we're talking about being stuck. But we need to look at someone and something that is standing firm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus is our, he is a, a firm foundation for us. The word, the next verse you have for us is that God's word stands forever. There's a difference between standing and being stuck, I guess, is my point here. We're, mm-hmm. we're the ones who get mm-hmm. stuck in these things, but he is the one who is standing firm for us in those times where we're stuck.
2: That's good. And that verse is Isaiah 40, verse 8, and then 28 and 29. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of earth. He does not faint or grow weary, his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength.
0: Mm, and we need that. <laughs> we do.
2: Many of you know that this winter, I've had a lot of trouble with my lungs. I have chronic bronchitis, and I also am a public speaker. That That isn't a good formula. And, and there was one time I was teaching a large group of clinicians, and um, they came from a bunch of places. And, you know, I kind of wanted to have a voice for that. And my doctor said I wasn't contagious. So that that was all I needed. I can speak. I'm not contagious. But when I got there, the pneumonia, it was like it was a um, wind blowing out a candle and my voice would just disappear. And so when I felt my voice fading, I just said, Lord, if you want me to continue, I need a voice. And guess what? He gave me a voice. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. I even gave the therapist an option. If you want me to end early, we certainly could. And they're like, no, we're going to follow you to your car. So my, my option was out. But it was so exciting. When you take God at his word... He gives you what you need. Now, I'm not saying don't listen to your body. You know, we're five parts. We're mental, we're emotional, we're physical, we're social, we're spiritual. So don't just park in the spiritual and ignore the other parts. Obviously, I see a pulmonologist and I try to take care of my body as wisely as I can. But I don't let it dominate me. I tell it what to do. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. That is hard. That is not yeah. easy.
0: I mean, that's one of those things because... That's one of the, the other aspects of that, I think, are things that we can control easier where we seem out of control when it comes to uh, controlling our body, like you're right. saying.
2: Well, and I'm not saying I can always get it to do what I want. Right. But when when it won't, then I say, Lord, what do you want? How are you trying to get my attention? Mm. Like there was a time a couple of years ago I injured my leg so badly I had to use a walker. That was humbling. Mm-hmm. And I say humbling, not humiliating, because humiliating, it's all focused on me, and it's about me. Humbling is God got my attention. <laughs> so now I have that walker. Thankfully, I'm not using it, but it's really a great rack to hang clothes on. <laughs> <the driver>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there if I need it again. Uh-huh. But I want to be humbled under God's mighty hand, because we tend to be such selfish pigs. Mm-hmm. 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 If you. <laughs>
0: So we can believe God. We can believe what he's telling us. And what he's telling us, this next verse you have in Second Corinthians, is that we are new creations, right?
2: We are new creations. And that's from Second Corinthians five, seventeen through eighteen. And I use the message because most of us know New King James or New American Standard, but I wanted to hear it just a little differently. Now we look Inside And what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, Mm. is created new. The old life is gone. A new life emerges. Look at it. All this comes from God who settled the relationship between us and him and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. Second Corinthians 5. Ooh, that says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, (laughs) and I
0: think we have to look at what he's done. I think we tend to—a lot of times we look at, oh, I'm still not there yet. I'm still—we where look at the things that aren't maybe where we want them Mm -hmm. to be. Instead of looking at where he has placed us and what he has done for us, we need to—what you said was gaze, going through that fog— And, you know, if we're focusing on the fog and not the line on the side of the road, we get lost. And we have to follow that line on the side of the road or else we can get off course. And that's the same thing here.
2: So true. When our three daughters were little, we read them, The Tower of Gabura by John White. Have you heard of that? No. It's kind of like Narnia. Mm. And interestingly, John White, I learned much later, was a psychiatrist. And you can really see his Christianity, and his psychiatry interwoven. So that's especially fascinating to me as a therapist. (laughs) But he has these children brought into the land of Anthropos, and the girl, Lisa, fails at everything she's asked to do because she uses her own mind and thinks it should be like this, it should be like that. And then she's called to go into this mountainous cave, and um, Gaul, the Christ figure, She hasn't met yet, but she's given the message that she's just to follow the blue light. Blue light is true light, conquering even the darkness of night. She's singing to herself, and she knows she's not supposed to follow red light under any circumstance. And so it's just a little tiny, like a little tiny bird or a little tiny butterfly, and she's following along with the blue light, and then suddenly— She realizes she hasn't eaten since she's been pulled into this strange country. She's starving. Mm. And at the same time, she smells fresh bread. What a perfect combination. And so she follows her smell into a little cave where this adorable grandmother is pulling bread out of the oven and motions for her to sit at this table covered with a snowy white tablecloth. And she begins eating the bread. Stuff, 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 mm. eating the bread. And she's getting hungrier and hungrier. And suddenly the darling grandma turns into a ginormous spider and tries to eat her. Mm. And later, when she meets Gall, she asks him, Why couldn't I be satisfied with that food as much as I ate? He said, Oh, my dear, because that was
1: wish food. Only I provide real food. Mm
0: that's the way it has always been. Right, Bridget? That's
1: what we can say sometimes. And that kind of thinking gets us stuck. So we're talking about how to get unstuck in our thinking so that we can live authentically and authentically new life this new year. And Marty Wibbles is helping us do that. Marty, uh, you kind of have this graph here in this handout where some common things that we tend to do and then some alternatives of some better
2: ways. Right. Yes. So. Picture this, a friend of ours designed a pin with twaddy on it, for that's the way we've always done it, with universal no symbol on it. So mm. we need to say no to twaddy, doing things the way we've always done them. One of the things we do is we complain about the way things are. If so-and-so hadn't this, then I wouldn't that. And instead, to live an authentic new life, the Bible says, Philippians 4, four: rejoice In the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And I think (laughs) we want that to say, you can rejoice when your circumstances warrant it. Isn't that the way we
1: act? Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. But rejoice in the Lord. So we take our thoughts to him, and then we realize all is well. It is well with my soul. Mm.
0: You also say that we get stuck in the, that's the way we've always done it, expecting the worst of others, but worse than that is also expecting the worst of God.
2: Right. We use our extremely limited human perceptions to think somehow God is being unfair with us. I remember when our oldest daughter died after a 17-year terminal illness, a good friend said to me, no mother should outlive her child. And I told her, don't ever say that to anyone because you can't find that in the Bible. And I wouldn't be able to rejoice in the Lord if I told myself that. Mm -hmm. So we tell ourselves the truth. Like the Bible says, better is a day of one's death than the day of one's birth. What? How can that be? Because we go to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, those of us left behind, certainly we grieve. I could feel the grief coming up into my soul, even as I mentioned that topic. But I have to take my soul to the throne of God and say, it is well with my soul.
0: We also have to then be pointing towards what he has done for us, what he is doing for us, right?
2: Absolutely. Hey, go outside at night. And if you're in an area where you can see stars, just be amazed at the magnitude of our God's creation. If you can't see the stars at night, Google them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Google's Useful sometimes. <laughs> there's, there's even apps
1: that will yeah. show you the stars where you are on both sides of the globe. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, our feelings can sometimes really dictate what perspective we have on our circumstances. Right,
2: and we don't want to ignore our feelings. That was a line of thought many years ago where they were just thought of as the caboose and you ignore them and put your faith in God. But God gives us feelings many times to inform us. Like we might start to feel depressed. We need to say, why am I depressed? If you're living in Chicago right now or Nebraska or Iowa, it could be because there's no sunshine and, mm-hmm. and you're snowed in. And so get one of those fluorescent lights where you can g- get the the rays of the sun. But seriously, we let our feelings inform us. Maybe we need more rest. Maybe we feel depressed. Or maybe we're feeling anxious because we're... Um, perseverating, meaning going over and over and over again on the problems. So we need to notice the problems, but then go to the cross and say, God has solved the problems of humanity for all eternity, and I need to wait on him.
0: The other thing that, again, that's the way we've always done it, right? We've worked hard to get to where we are. We don't want anything to change. We resist that change in our life because, you know— I've done a lot to get here. Why Why should I want to change things?
2: <laughs> but you know what? Change is inevitable. Mm. Growth, however, is optional. Growth <laughs> is a choice. So what are we going to do? In the change, let's choose to grow.
0: Well, go ahead, Bridget. I think <laughs> that leads to the next one.
1: Right, because we can so often get in that stuck mindset of that's the way we've always done it and then be governed by fear. That's why we may resist change.
2: Yeah, one acrostic for fear you may have heard of is F, false. E, evidence. A, appearing. R, real. So we need to take ourselves to truth and say, no, God says it is well. So now I just wait on Him to show me how to experience that. Mm.
0: So uh, again, this is listed in the PDF that we have for Marty today. Text the word "healing" five six one seven three seven six zero three five, and we'll make sure you get this this list of uh, twatty. Uh, the other one is focus on the flaws of others. The the good thing about doing that though is we don't have to focus on our flaws. So as <laughs> as long as I'm focusing on theirs, I don't have to worry about my own.
2: Actually, that can be just as destructive. Oh, yeah. you know, if we are internalizing and analyzing, we we get into the paralysis of analysis as we call it in counseling. But often we start focusing on others' flaws if we haven't forgiven someone. In Ephesians 4 it says in your anger do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil a foothold. So I love it that God doesn't say, you may never be angry, because that would be pretty sadomasochistic. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things happen and we feel a surge of anger, but he's saying, don't stay there. Let it inform you and then release it. Um, don't go to bed angry, because what happens, the rest of the verse says, do not give the devil a foothold. And the Greek word for devil there is also used, I believe, in Peter. And what it means is accuser. So if we park on our anger and become self-righteous about it, then we start looking at others with accusation
1: and we focus on their flaws. Mm. Right? Yeah. And then you also talk about worrying and how this is, a, you know, if we get stuck in that old mindset, it can often lead to worry if new things are happening that are, fo- are for kind of forcing us to change and
2: and mm-hmm. live anew.
1: We can worry about that.
2: Yeah. It's an old Anglo-Saxon word, the word worry, that means to strangle or choke and it really does choke out our joy, choke out our hope. And yet I have sat in so many women's Bible studies where these sweet little Christian grandmas will say, it's it's my job to worry. And I want to scream, I don't, because it probably wouldn't go over very well. <laughs> no, it's not our job to worry. It's our job to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. And we have the um, ill-conceived notion that if we worry, we're going to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, how many of you have solved one problem by worrying?
0: I I, I can't think of one. I, I can't mm-hmm. either. No.
2: But it's a human tendency, isn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Well, there's a little more here to go. Um, again, text word healing five six one seven three seven six zero three five. A new you for a new year is the PDF that Marty has put together for us, and she says in the next section here that Paul provides the ultimate contrast between old and new living in Galatians chapter five, and it's listed here. It's uh, obvious. The scripture says, what kind of life develops out of trying to get our own way all the time. But then it goes on to say that uh, there is a beauty and joy of living new life, of this new life empowered by the Holy Spirit rather than what is empowered by the flesh. Among those, the last verse here says, who uh, belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way and mindless responding to what everyone else calls necessary, necessities, is killed off for good. It's crucified. So that's what we're talking about here, this Galatians 5 uh, section here from the message. Uh, you can read it in any translation you'd like, but the messages kind of make it, it kind of um – um gives us a different look in our mind almost. You might want to check that out. It's part of the PDF. We'll send you when you text the word healing, 561-737-6035.
1: But as we wrap up with you, Marty, uh, you know, this new life that we're talking about, new way of thinking really does, we need a starting point for it, right? If we we have no context of how to actually live this new life in Christ, where do we begin? Well, in John 3,
2: Jesus says we can come to him. That God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So what is that? We believe in him. And often when we're coming close to believing him, our mind will be filled with distractions and all kinds of confusion. And remember, God is not the author of confusion, but of power and love and a sound mind, and in 1 Peter 1.3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So our hope is alive, not because we are so great at making it alive, but because he takes us from death death. To life. That's amazing. Mm.
0: Mm. If you want to find out more about that step from death to life, we would love to send you a PDF. It's a decision you can make. Right now, actually. You can invite Jesus into your life right now. If you want some more information about that, text the word JESUS to that same number, 561-737-6035. We'll send you some helpful information about those Mm -hmm. steps. But let me also say that I think many times as believers we think that was a one-time decision and we're good. But Mm -hmm. that hope and what you're talking about, that's for us today also, every Mm -hmm. moment of our day, actually.
2: Absolutely. And realize that we have an enemy of our souls who wants to distract us from the freedom we have in Christ, from the joy, from the um, exhilaration to dance and sing and jump and rejoice throughout each day. The thief, John 10.10, 10, comes to steal Kill and destroy, but Jesus said, "I am come that you might have life and have it abundantly." So, if you're overwhelmed with loneliness, with fear, with anxiety, sometimes you may have developed an anxiety disorder, and you might need to see a counselor for some practical help. That's there's no shame in that. Just like if you have an ulcer, you need to go to a doctor. So, get help if you need it. But for most anxiety and. Experts in the mental health field would tell you this. For most anxiety, we can learn to manage it through breathing. A heart at peace brings life to the body, Proverb says. So inhale with me through your nose, fill your lungs, hold, and exhale. Let that tension out of your body. We can do that throughout the day. Notice where you're breathing. If you're breathing primarily in your chest, if you're... <gasps> then you need to practice what we call diaphragmatic breathing. You can manage so much stress. In fact, and this is a long thing, so I'll I'll condense it, but what we think causes our stress actually doesn't cause our stress. I have people do an exercise. If you see me starting to do this with you, you, you'll know where I'm going. But I have them write cause of stress and effect of stress on a page with a line down the middle. And then they do all that dutifully, and then I say, None of those is actually the cause or effect of your stress. It it starts with past learning. Mm -hmm. So you believe this is a bad thing. And then there's a way you can manage it. If you're in the five Fs, fight, flight, freeze, fornicate, feed. we, We know fight and flight, but there's the other three. But if we're in that, we need to say, oh, I need to relax. I need to move back to my prefrontal cortex. That's where we think. And as a man thinks, Proverbs 23, 7, so is he.
1: Hmm. Which is what we've really been talking about is the way of thinking, a new way of thinking versus the old stuck way. And if you want notes about this conversation, make sure you text healing and we'll send that your way. 561-737-6035. All right, Marty, thank Thank you you so much
0: for being a part of Mm -hmm. the morning with us. We appreciate your time.
1: It's a joy.
0: And our friends also know that uh, this PDF is there available for them, and Mm -hmm. we thank you for putting that together for us also.